That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the restricted section. It's me, your girl, Christina. Can anyone else just like not say their own name normally? It's like, I know that it's silly to say my own name. I'm going to say it's silly. I'm a silly person. Christina, that's me. I'm fucking stoked to be here today presenting to you probably my favorite episode of this podcast of all time. And I'm sorry that until now it's been on our Patreon bonus episode feed, but I just had to share it with everyone because it is so fucking delightful. Please get ready for my immortal, the legendary Harry Potter fan fiction by someone. (laughs) If you've never heard of this before, don't worry because Haley does a great job of explaining it all. Just sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a fucking wild ride. But before we do, huge shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. They're the reason that we're able to do, well, anything, first of all, but also they're the reason that we do these really fun bonus episodes, which cover, you know, a lot of the extra material in the Harry Potter universe. We cover some Daniel Radcliffe movies because he is our king. We cover some really fun stuff over there. So huge shout out to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for everything you do. Love you. Um, And last thing before we get started, just a content warning for everything. I mean, this fan fiction is like very silly. So there's no like very serious talk of any of these things. But there is just a ton of... Suicidal ideation, self-harm, homophobia, um, but it's like, it's all framed in this very ridiculous context. So if you have a hard time with maybe like, very like maliciously intended (laughs) uh, stuff like this, but like maybe when it's done in like a ridiculous way, you're better. I I don't know, man, just do your best. You know us, we don't really get into it, but it's sort of hard to avoid all of the touchy subject matter and like such a ridiculous fanfic. So whatever, I'm done rambling. Thank you so much for being here. Please, please, please enjoy the show. Welcome to the restricted Uh section. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to a very special restricted section bonus episode. I'm Haley. (laughs) And look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm I'm the host now. I am the host now. We're talking about my immortal. (laughs) God save us. Yeah, there's um, some pretty ambient thunderstorms going on in the background. The doom and gloom, I think. um, Oh, my God. What is her name? uh, Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. It's very gothic outside. So I think, yes, it's gothic. I think Ebony would like it. It's Ebony, but then it's not spelled correctly. Nothing. Okay, wait, wait, stop. We have to introduce, we have to introduce ourselves. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so that's Haley. She stole the show. Brooke, there you are. I'm glad you're here. I guess. <laughs> is this punishment? Is this like, is this a blessing? And um, we are also delighted to be joined today by Zach, one of the co-hosts of My Cabbages. Hello, Zach. How's it going? Let's get it's drunk and talk about 
goth wizards. Yep. Yeah. So I do have, um, just before we get started, I have a piece of paper laying on my desk, a piece of lined paper in my official um, podcasting notebook, which is a thing that I have. And at the top, it just says my immortal drinking game, but the list is completely empty. So I think as things arise, we'll just add to this drinking game, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Good idea. How bad do we want that drinking game to put people in terms of like, wow, this is fun and we're drunk to like you died two chapters in. <laughs> the, the gradient we're going for is by the end of this show, any passage reading should cause everyone to just continually drink. Yeah. So um, don't worry too much uh, about us, Brooke, because uh, it, there's a lot to unpack here. It's anytime you talk about My Immortal, widely regarded as the worst fan fiction ever written. Uh, there's three things that you kind of have to discuss. Uh, you obviously have to discuss the fic itself, um, which is a nightmare. But there's also a lot of lore, about 15 years worth. The anime is better. <laughs> Anything would be better than this, <laughs> presumably. Um, Honestly. Yeah, there, there is. Uh, yeah, it came out in like 06, 07. So there's um, a long-standing mystery bordering on full-blown conspiracy theory surrounding the authorship of this fanfiction. Um, and then, of course, you have to discuss uh, the ultimate question. Was this funny on purpose or is it just bad? So we're, I'm just going to start with initial impressions. Do we think this is a troll? Yes or no? No. God, it's so hard. It, I feel like it, it is Tommy Wiseau's career and that like it began in earnest. And once once the person realized that writing bad was getting them attention, it maybe became a troll as it went along because I it's just so hard. I mean, I've never been a teen girl before, so maybe you got you all can shed some light on this. Harder than Draco's hypothetical cock. <laughs> <laughs> His boy thing, excuse me, excuse you. Uh, Haley, I have a, I have a question for you. Yes. So you've read this multiple times, correct? I will make a confession. I, uh, I have trouble getting past chapter fifteen, sixteen for reasons we'll discuss. Uh, because at a certain point, it becomes physically difficult to read. Yeah, that's true. actually for sure. But I have been, uh, I was made aware of My Immortal when it was still being updated back in the day. Uh, so I have been following this whole, like, mystery surrounding it for this entire time. This fan fiction is my Lindbergh baby, and my soul will not <laughs> rest until I know the truth. <laughs> but like, in, in a perverted way, you would say you would, you enjoy this, this fan fiction. We do this all the time on Movie Night Crew. It's like, it's so bad that we had a good time. We were talking about Nick Cage before this started. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. The reason I'm asking Haley these questions is because you made me read this, and I don't want to ever fucking hear another word about cats ever again in my goddamn life. You consented, Brooke. You consented to do this bonus episode. I warned you. At some point, we have to stop talking about cats. <laughs> like, we really do. <laughs> also, I, I, again, have never managed to read it all the way through. I just like that it exists. You guys okay. didn't have to read it all the way through. Okay, I did read it all the way through. We will watch and listen to the first 10 songs of cats on a semi-regular basis until you start enjoying it. All right, cool. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the first paragraph for you guys. Wait, I just wanted to defend my, my <laughs> impulsive no. 
two things. One, I've seen writing like this. I've seen j- actual people who wanted to become actual authors who write exactly like this with no. this amount of <laughs> care and attention. Absolutely. Ugh. <laughs> And two, I have been a teenage girl before. And while I don't fully understand the lengths to which like these characters act, I could see something of myself in some of these choices. My my, like 15 year younger self. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that the writing style is inherently too dissimilar for the age gap to like the original Fifty Shades of Grey when it was being posted online. Like I truly believe that accounting for the supposed age of what I'm assuming is like a probably late middle school girl Mm -hmm. versus a fully grown adult woman writing a Twilight fanfic. I -hmm. think that the writing style choices and the gratuitous use of sex is completely the same between these two franchises. Yep. So for the uninitiated, My Immortal is ostensibly a harry potter fan fiction it's a big quotation like mark fingers around (laughs) harry potter it is let's um wait can i go ahead and make a rule that let's drink every time we say harry potter because i don't think it's going to be a lot it's not going to be a lot honestly you're right well his name is vampire in this exactly i think we should drink every time we say harry potter okay so so uh... thanks to christina i just had to take three drinks in a row (laughs) (laughs) this felt like reading a teen version of like harriet porber for as much as it related to the actual Harry Potter series. Oh, yeah, man, but that book was so well done. There were so many <laughs> oh, times yes. reading this that I felt like I was reading a passage going like, wow, you know, if I was trying to write a purposefully bad thing for comedy, I would misspell this word this way because I would find it funny. Triumphantly. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, Zach, that is so funny because I read I read literally all of this. I read this whole thing today and every single error, I was like, someone could make this error until I got to literally exactly the error that you just read, and I was like, this is too good to be true. Triumph elephantly. There's no fucking yes. possible way yeah. that was, was written in earnest. Unless it was a very elaborate spell, ch- like autocorrect <laughs> failure, you know, like the word elephant gets in there. Are you saying that Tara's spelling is just so awful that she's literally <laughs> broken her spell checker? Her spell checker has been traumatized. I could also see it being somewhat intentional given like the, the kind of cutesy substitutions that she makes in other aspects where she'll say like fangs instead of things. Yeah, and like a lot of it is like leet speak from like back in the day. Dude, that kind of shit like the fangs instead of thanks is exactly something I would have done when I was younger. I used to, every time I wanted to say the word and, I would draw two ampersands instead of saying and, and it had to be two. That was my thing. I exclusively (laughs) spelled love L-U-V for a very long time and contended that that was different than L-O-V-E because L-O-V-E was romantic, but L-U-V was for my friends and family. (laughs) Wait, that's adorable. (laughs) Uh, For uh, a few years of my life, every time I said anybody, I would say any pony. Any pony else want to panic with me? And I don't want to talk about it. Let's just move on. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep on going. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let that float down the river sticks where it belongs. So, let's just let's discuss the plot of in My Immortal insofar as there is any kind of a plot in My Immortal. It is about uh, the main character is Ebony Darkness. There's an apostrophe in there, Dementia Raven Way. She's not She's a Klingon, is my headcanon. That's why there's an apostrophe. Oh, oh no, she is a vampire and a Slytherin uh, and a goth 
and she goes to Hogwarts, kind of, but, like, everyone at Hogwarts is also a goth and or a vampire, but, like, some of them are also posers. Uh, Voldemort tells her to kill Vampire Potter, who, um, Harry's changed his name. Uh, I think we have to drink. You said Harry and Potter. Yeah, yeah, Harry- in the Harry same Potter. sentence that counts. Oh, Harry Potter has changed his name to Vampire Potter, and his scar is now a pentagram. I think we should drink every time we say pentagram. <laughs> no, you trying to kill us this early? I mean, if we're really trying to die, just how about every time we say the word black? <laughs> <laughs> or lace. Oh, for, for sure, at least a sip for every time someone's outfit is described is sure. a necessary no, part. Oh my yeah, God. No, okay, those are the most coherent, like, it's... <laughs> they are the most coherent. Yeah, it really is, like... It, they were so lucid writing those. It's a complete tonal change. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing is completely uh, impenetrable. There's, like, just, there's time travel. Marty McFly turns up at one point. It's just nothing makes sense. All of the adults are pedophiles for some reason, but, like... Anytime she's describing her outfit, it is in lovingly, lovingly crafted detail. So I just want to give you, like, if you have not read this somehow, um, I just want to give you guys a taste of what what the style is. I'm just going to read the first paragraph the way that my For friends now. and I read it aloud to each other when we were 13 I'm and so found ready. this on fanfiction.net. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way, and I have long ebony black hair, parentheses, that's how I got my name, with purple streaks and red tips that reaches by mid-black and icy blue eyes like limpid tears, and a lot of people tell me I look like Amy Lee. Author's note, if you don't know who the she is, then get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm not related to Gerard Way, but I wish I was because he's a major fucking hottie. I'm a vampire, but my teeth... <laughs> <laughs> but my teeth are straight and white. I have pale white skin. I'm also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Hogwarts in England, where I'm in the seventh year, parentheses, I'm 17. I'm a goth, in case you couldn't tell, and I wear mostly black. I love Hot Topic, and I buy all my clothes from there. For example, today I was wearing a black corset with matching lace around it and a black leather miniskirt, pink fishnets, and black combat boots. I was wearing black lipstick, white foundation, black eyeliner, and red eyeshadow. I was walking outside Hogwarts. It was snowing and raining, so there was no sun, which I was very happy about. A lot of preps stared at me. I put up my middle finger at them. The whole thing is like that. Um, when you said when you said there was no sun, um, and it was raining and there was no sun, the thunder clapped outside. Oh my god! So maybe we're closer than we think because there's definitely thunder rolling in in my 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 part of town right now. I'm reaching across time. So we're we are obviously going to discuss the fic itself. Um, <laughs> the but the that John is... Mulaney clip of uh, of him saying, now "We don't have time to unpack all of that. We really don't. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get into it, but it's going to get very chaotic very fast. So before we do, <laughs> Haley, you're so hot when you just like present a subject you're obsessed with to me. Like it's really just like you're at your best right now." Allow me to info dump. <gasps> Those are note cards. Yes, folks, there are. Folks, uh, Haley has prepared a presentation that we are all about to be graced with. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's fanning her index card. I feel like SpongeBob in the episode where he's like eating his own arms when Squidward's describing the hash slinging slasher. Anyway, this is a super specific reference. No point in bringing it up. Let's move on. <gasps> all right. So let's just let's just start with the facts. 
My Immortal was uploaded to fanfiction.net in 0607. Uh, it was published by an author called XXX Bloody Wrists with No W 666XXX, aka Tara Gillespie. Um, it is 22,700 words, insofar as we can call any of these words. Uh, <laughs> What do you count as a word? Because some mm, of these are debatable. Philosophical question. Uh, <laughs> there are 44 chapters, but chapter 39 was uh, written by a hacker, apparently. The fanfiction was deleted in 2008, uh, and the account was likely hacked not long after. In 2009, an attempt was made to quote-unquote recover the account, which may also have been a hacker. There is a supposed sequel called My Immortal Wake Me Up Inside. Um <laughs> Which is another Evanescence <laughs> reference. Um, but this has references. since been proven to have been written by a troll who was uh, assuming the identity. But of, honestly, if you don't know who Amy Lee is, like, get the fuck out of here. Get, what are get you even the doing hell here? out of here. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh. I once did a rendition of My Immortal at a Girl Scout talent show. Oh my god. Here's the problem. <laughs> We're not talking about like a presentation for fr- for like friends and family. We're talking about me, Alex, the other 12 people in our Girl Scout troop, and me just soulfully belting out a bad rendition of My Immortal, after which my troop leader asked me if I was okay. Took me to the side and asked me if I was okay. That that song was a big one for me after the divorce, okay. I gotta say. Okay. <laughs> We all have trauma memories from Girl Scout camp. Yeah, that one time I accidentally went to Girl Scout camp was really traumatic for me, too. I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Okay, I personally have that time that I fell off the zip line and realized that I was fat and the time I got my first period (gasps) at Girl Scout camp. Oh, no. This was a weekend sleepover in a clubhouse next to a pool. My Immortal would totally make a great, like, campfire sketch, though, like, for real. It would. Did any of y'all listen <laughs> um, to Evanescence like like yes. earnestly when it was sure. yes. when they were cool? Yeah, my my whole family was into Evanescence for real. My parents thought it was very dope. It was very good for AMVs, I will say. Peak aughts entertainment, right there. The yeah. Evanescence AMV classic. What are you saying? AMVs, anime music videos. People would yes, take yes, animes yes. and like s- like make oh. music videos set to yeah. Um, I used to do it on Windows yeah. Movie Maker. I remember those days. It's not often that I'm made palpably aware of like <laughs> where my childhood. I thought I had a nerdy childhood, but every now and then I'm having a conversation with particularly Haley, and I'm like, oh, oh no. Yeah, well, there was a divide there. Yeah, there was. There was, Brooke. <laughs> there's, there's a degree of severity there. <laughs> you and me were not the same. <laughs> We've matured. Oh it's fine. <laughs> so let's let's briefly discuss Tara Gillespie. What we know so far. The accused author. The accused author. <laughs> Order in the court. First of all, this person had accounts um, and was active on them across multiple platforms at the time of writing. She had a DeviantArt. I, I think she was on Gaia and shit. So, like, it's this wasn't an isolated thing. If this was a troll, this was somebody who had, like, really dedicated themselves to crafting this online identity. Honestly, drink every time mm. we say troll. Are you adding all these things to the list as you're going? Yeah. Right now we have to drink every time we say Harry Potter pentagram or troll. <laughs> and the outfit description. I'm I'm throwing that in there. Oh yeah, uh, the outfit. Uh, she refers to Tom Riddle um, 
a couple times as Tom Bombadil, who you might know. <laughs> I, that's my, that was my favorite part, actually. That's my yeah. gold star. My special yeah, yeah. Is, he, my is he hot? Uh, well, it, uh, apparently all? when they go back in time, he is. Um, his name's Tom Satan Bombadil. Uh, what, but like, also, <laughs> this doesn't seem like a kid who would um, be aware of Tom Bombadil's existence. What with him only being in the books. I so know. The, the plot thickens. <laughs> no, because like there was like there was crossover nerd culture in that time period between like Lord of the Rings and like everything else that was going on like lord of the rings was seen as not like an eh. but it was mostly the films is the thing like for the for especially like the shallow teenage girl audience right but for the like like angsty goth kids it was knowing the books over the films and so i do think that that's where Mm. like a specific reference that like was not in the films would tie in with this quite frankly how much of the misinterpretations of like the characters are like com- just completely rewritten versus just the person being like kind of ignorant of it because it felt like so a lot of the tr- the Slytherin changes were obvious but like Hagrid being a student was well weird. she like I think in the author's notes a couple times she's like in screaming because there's author's notes through the whole thing this was a oh, big yeah. thing on fan fictions at this time it was like um reading those was like watching like Secret Window where the writer finds out that it was himself all along <laughs> oh or God. whatever spoiler alerts for Secret Window no the the author the author's notes are the fucking B plot because that's what gave us the lore. Because like well, that's where yeah. all of the clues we have. What's going on with Raven? So, yeah, what is going what is on with up? Raven? It's, so it's literally the annotations in Lord of the Rings. People are like, "You didn't read the annotations. You didn't read the books." But like, yeah, in the author's notes, a couple times she's like, "I didn't read the books. Stop telling me Hagrid's not a student." So like, she's just decided he is now. Um. So well, she also makes specific reference to finding it creepy the way that he interacts with them, and she's saying that she's mm. making Hagrid a student to like showcase how weird his interactions with these students are. Which, quite frankly, Tara, I stand behind. All right, all right, Tara, yeah. Tara, surprising little pocket of wokeness there. Just some something there. It's just something. And you know, and and Dumbledore only called them motherfuckers because he had a headache. So I'm That's going right. to bring that up every time his character appears. Um, she mentions being from somewhere called Dubya in the very last chapter. D U B Y A. Um, theories uh, as to what this might be include Dubai, Dublin, yeah. or just a state or town starting with the letter W. No, I, she's from like <laughs> Weston, Texas or something. Mm. I, or I, I want to say Wisconsin. I, I feel in my soul uh, that it's got to be Wisconsin. Maybe it's just our general proximity, but I saw W and I was like, oh, Washington, D.C. Perfect. Got it rolling forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she claimed to have gone on vacation to Transylvania and seen the castle where Dracula was filmed. The castle where Dracula was filmed is in California, I believe. Um, there's a castle in Transylvania that supposedly inspired Bram Stoker, but also, did she actually go to Transylvania? Who's to say? Put Putting Transylvania in your author's note was the 2008 <laughs> equivalent of, like, photoshopping a vacation photo on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. One of the biggest mysteries is that her co-author slash beta reader, nicknamed Raven, a.k.a. Bloody Tears with a Z, 666. Parentheses, this is you, girl. Mm, uh, she is the character <laughs> Willow in the series. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, she pieced out around chapter 15 after the two had a falling out over a sweater. 
Uh, the character of <laughs> <laughs> the character of Willow was subsequently expelled, murdered, and her corpse was violated by Lupin. L O O P I N. Again, all of the characters are pedophiles, and apparently, in this case, also uh, necrophiliacs. Mm. And was later brought back uh, with zero explanation. So. Not sure what happened there. <laughs> but also, that's around the point where the text becomes 100% unreadable, which is why I have trouble getting past chapter 16, because it's there, there's no va- there's nothing even resembling a sense of coherency after there. So yeah, that's, that's what we know. So I'm just going to try real fast to get through the people who over the years have either been theorized to be Terra or have claimed to be Terra. Um, the first are the Acid Bath Sisters. In 09, uh, a YouTube channel featuring two teenage Molgoths called Tara and Raven kind of blew up because it was just these two cringy teenage girls singing along to MCR and talking about how much they hated preps. Is this what I said? Is this yes. what I told you? I was, this is what I was watching it. I told Haley I was in too deep, and she she literally was like, "Honestly, bitch, you have no idea what in too deep." <laughs> there is an like, iceberg. LOL. Here, okay, there's a <laughs> egg on your face. There's a my mortal iceberg here. <laughs> oh, we're diving deep, guys. There we go. These <sighs> these videos were yes, very very cringe. Like can confirm very cringy. Okay, sing alongs. Yeah, a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for years, people just assumed, like, it. well, it's got to be them. Like, it's Tara and Raven. Like, what? Are, if they talk about preps all the time. They're goths. It's, it, I still can't tell if it's a joke, but there's no way it's not them. But they never mentioned the fic. They never really talked about Harry Potter at all. So that seemed kind of weird to people. Well, uh, around, like, 2014, Tara resurfaces on the internet, and people recognize her, and uh, subsequently she is interviewed and reveals that Raven in those videos was her sister, their real names were Sarah and Rachel, and they were just, they had been cringy Molgoths in, like, middle school at the point where they were making the videos, they'd stopped kind of being that way, so the videos were them making fun of their younger selves. Yeah, there are no older, middle-aged to elderly Molgoths. That's a thing that everybody grows out of. You're not allowed to grow old as a Molgoth. Yep. I feel like you have to move from the mall to, like, Costco or something, and it's, like, not as good anymore. You have to find a place that still has a mall, and that mall has to have a hot topic. It's a high bar to clear. (laughs) Hi, folks from the future. Uh, Malls don't really exist anymore. That's something we none of us ever expected in 2005, huh? Mm. Well, I mean, like, it was it was in 09 when they were making these videos, so they would have still been in, like, high school. But, like, yeah, 2014, people just, like, recognized her and they were like, holy shit, it's that girl, were you the My Immortal bitch? And she was like, no, we honestly didn't even know that My Immortal existed when we made those videos. So that that was debunked. This is the big one, uh, the Rose Cristo debacle. So she confessed, quote unquote, to authorship quietly on Tumblr in, like, early 2017 but didn't have that much of a following. It didn't really gain any traction. No one noticed. A couple months later, a book called The Handbook for Mortals, which was a self-published YA novel, somehow hits the New York Times bestseller list, which is weird because no one seems to have read it. Uh, So this becomes a huge mystery. Uh, A couple people actually buy it to see what's going on, and the book is so flagrantly terrible that readers started speculating that maybe this was the author of My Immortal. 
<laughs> the, uh, the author Lainey's serum might be Tara. So at this point... Oh, uh, Wait, <laughs> um, publisher nerd note, who published that book? She self-published it and it made it onto the New York Times bestseller list. What happened was, as it turned out, she was calling around to bookstores that report their sales to the Times and only buying huge bulk orders of her own book from <gasps> oh those. My God. That's a thing you can do. It's gaming the That's system. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. That's brilliant. It's like, what's the... So I, I'm... I'm in games. You all are in books. I'm in games. In games, Steam kind of, at one point a few years ago, opened up its restriction. You don't only have to get like your game greenlit by the community or anything like that. Anybody can just get published on Steam. You can just kind of put in the paperwork and pay the money and boom, you're on Steam. So there are hundreds, if not thousands, of garbage games released on the platform literally every day, and it's impossible to find anything decent. Is it? Is it like that at all in the book industry? It will self-publishing, yeah. It, there, there is a lot of bad books, but it, I, I don't think it's ever hard to find the ones that are like obviously good. I think that's only true if you're just like casting randomly through Amazon. Like if you type books into the Amazon search bar, you may end up in that scenario. Don't, but don't like, sort books yeah. by, uh, by new all. <laughs> is what you're saying? Honestly, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug Storygraph again, which is I've moved over there from um, Goodreads. And that's how I know what's good is by just like turning to my peers and seeing what oh. they have said about these things. Oh, oh. Oh my God. Power. Oh God. <gasps> That's very dramatic. It's not coming back. We might lose you. That would be very gothic. Well, I, can't, <laughs> I was just thinking like, if one of us drops out of this call, that would, okay, it's back. It's back <laughs> for right. now. Okay. okay. <laughs> I should be okay. So dramatic. Narrow miss. <laughs> was about to light a candle and say, oh, play me <laughs> off. Like, like I'm on the Titanic. <laughs> Right, oh God! Please continue. I'm riveted. So people start thinking Lainey Serum might be Tara Gillespie. Wait, who? Lainey the Serum is the person who wrote this book that made it onto the New York Times best. It, like okay, it was, okay, yes. it was so bad that people thought maybe it, mm -hmm. maybe this is her. Um, mm -hmm. So at this point, Rose Christo, who also is a self published YA author, comes forward and is like, "No, it's not her. It's me." And also, I. Uh, she announces in this refutation that uh, her tell-all tell -all memoir is being published by Macmillan. She has provided evidence to them. Uh, she has a flash drive with the first 11 unedited chapters. And it wouldn't- Wait, 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 wait. That was a bombshell. There was editing done? Yeah, that's what <laughs> Raven, Raven was doing. Yeah, that's- Raven yeah. was editing. That's why yeah. the first 15 chapters are at all legible. That's the thing is, it's like, there wasn't just one of these people, there was two of them making this happen yeah yeah <laughs> this is like my favorite murder but for fan fiction this is great <laughs> that's what it feels like so the memoir the reason that she's writing this memoir about uh writing my immortal is because she claims that she is um a native american cree uh childhood sexual abuse survivor who wrote my immortal as part of an effort to find the younger brother that she had lost in the foster care system how you might ask <laughs> Anyway, so her brother then con uh, contacts. Uh, How? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. She wrote my immortal to find the brother, or she There's wrote something... her memoir to find the she, brother. No, she wrote my immortal looking for her brother. There's that one part in chapter five where Harry goes, "Hey, I have a brother. His name's Andrew. Mm. I really want to find him. Please dial this number if you've seen him." <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. It was the only part of the, part of the book. That yeah, I made right. You, you, you guys didn't catch that that one that one line. You got to read between the lines. Mm. 
Subtext. So a couple weeks later, uh, someone contacts a Kiwi Farms forum that is dedicated to debunking stuff. Admittedly, it's a pretty shady forum, uh, claiming to be said brother. Uh, he apparently provided proof to the mods sufficient for them to believe that he was the brother. And he claimed that not only had he and his sister never been in the system, but uh, they were white as hell. True. That's not surprising. Mm. Yeah, because everything about that story sounded like it was uh, specially crafted to gain as much unquestioning support from the user base of Tumblr in 2017 as humanly possible. Sure. So, mm. so uh, she loses the book deal, obviously. Um, here's the thing, though. The brother did say that as a teenager, she liked making fun of bad fan fiction and liked to go by Tara. So she might have honestly been the author. Boo. But in that scenario, we would be assuming that she was doing this as a joke. Yes. Boo. This would it's be not, a troll scenario. It, it's not I a said troll, troll you all drink. Drink. Oh, Brooke, no. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol for the listeners at home, so. I told her to have water ready. Chaos. You're going to be so hydrated, bitch. <laughs> You're going to be like, I need a break. I need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to need a new drink soon. So while the court documents that she provided to Macmillan to prove the whole foster care story were proven indeed to be photoshopped, nothing could really be proven one way or the other about the flash drive. Um, it was clearly a flash drive from 06, but was the file on there legitimate? Who's to say? I actually looked on Rose Christo's Amazon page uh, as part of the deep dive that I did on this. And her bio has been updated basically saying like, hey, so um, a lot of people over the last few years have been asking me like, what happened and are you okay? Uh, and I'm just popping in here to say a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, which probably comes as no surprise to the people in my life. But now that I'm medicated, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I'm sorry about everything, and I am going to be keeping out of the public eye from now on. Here's the thing, though. She doesn't confirm one way or the other whether she wrote it. Wait, and so, wait, <laughs> if we're, hold on, hold on, hold on, mm -hmm, hold on. Mm -hmm, so, so, if she was faking this, and she had 11 unedited chapters on a thumb drive, we are to assume that in pursuit of an elaborate ruse, she took the first 11 chapters of My Immortal, went in <laughs> and, and made it intentionally worse. shittier. <laughs> added passages about her clothing choices into the novel. Wait, In why? addition to all this, I was also wearing... <laughs> so, yeah. So Wait, that's a um, whole thing. real quick, that yeah. was an outfit description and you guys have to drink. God oh damn it. shit, Thank yeah, you're you right. so much, Brooke. Fuck. No, I love that. you, babe. I really appreciate I'm it. I'm here for you. I think that's, I think you're onto something there because that's, that feels like an Occam's Razor situation, you know? Like, it has to be the more simple thing where someone... Just it doesn't even feel like she was a, a Harry Potter fan. Like, really, she just watched Harry Potter and like thought that Daniel Radcliffe and and Malfoy man was hot. And they were she was like, I'm going to write a fanfic where I get to date both of them. Here's how I know that she was young is because at no point was she like the obvious answer to the scenario is a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, I guess I have to date both of them at the same time. Well, they have to fight over me. But like also everyone except her is bi, but also she's super mm -hmm. homophobic. So I am going to get yeah. another drink because the last, the, the last one is an honorable mention, but it is weird. She's the, the <laughs> character is, 
is co- like says says that she's bi anyway <laughs> at multiple points. I kept going and being like, all right, surely this ends in a threesome. And they got so close with the sex tape scenario. And then yep. it just like didn't happen. And I was like, you know, <laughs> like speak like you can take two dicks at once. It's nice. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it feels like the, the culmination of all of this would be you write right. the first 30 chapters or whatever. So you can write the double dick and scene and it never happens. It's a, anticlimactic. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Haley, what are you drinking? What do you think? Um, Wicked, no, what is it? Wicked Grove, yeah, yeah. I'm just drinking margarita mix and a lot of tequila. That's called a margarita, my man. That is called a margarita, <laughs> but it's in like a very unsexy, non-margarita, like, mug. Um, I'm drinking Winking Owl brand, um, that's, I think, what, like $2.74, I think, per bottle, um, Chardonnay. The, cool. mu- the size of the mug that this is in is like, I, ha- I have a problem, is like what it looks like. <laughs> You look like an alcoholic teacher right now. <laughs> Shut up. I got these papers to grade. I ain't got time for this Man. shit. You look like you showed up to your class, kicked your feet up on the desk, and were like, look, kids, American history is bullshit. <laughs> I was like Jack Black in, in uh, School of Rock. Just like, yes. oh, God, who, who's who got food? I need, I need... <laughs> anything. Anything. Turkey soap. All right. Last one. Where are we? We are on... Our uh, an honorable mention. The season three finale oh, yeah, okay. of the of the anime. Yeah. Keep pay attention. <laughs> so, uh, one of the resources that I looked to during this was a YouTuber called Zara Z, who a little over a year ago made a video talking about the whole Rose Cristo thing and also the Acid Bath Sisters and like the whole mystery. Big shout out to Zara yes. Z. She uh, has a she has several videos on Homestuck that are incredibly cool. I have never gotten into Homestuck, and I am scared. Neither uh, have I, so... but she gets into a legal fight. She gets into, like, people that tried to make the Homestuck game, like, tried to threaten her with legal action because of the, like, journalism that she did on the game. Mm. It's a crazy story. Anyway, check out Sarah Z. She's great. Continue. Apparently, this happens to her a lot, because um, not long after she posted that video, someone contacts her, claiming to be the author. And uh, it's someone who calls himself Todd Gillespie. Uh-huh. He claims to have, uh, so he has some answers to some of her questions, but he consistently ducks a lot of, like, timeline and account access questions. So she starts looking deeper and gets involved with another YouTuber, Redbard. They get together and do some, like, in-true blood shit. And their digging reveals, I won't get into the full details, but you guys can find the videos in the show notes because I'm going to be sending the links to Christina. It's a lot if you have two free hours. <laughs> um, so their digging reveals uh, a whole mess involving uh, Bible fan fiction, which is a thing. Um, over 20, <laughs> over 20 sock puppet identities that he has used to troll himself over... The last couple of decades, um, plus a recurring character named Gareth Vanderslelde. Anybody who spends that much time fucking with people on the internet is trolling themselves, let's be honest. No, it's like every fandom community <laughs> that he's in is like 90% just him. <laughs> like, honestly, the thing that keeps coming up with all of these is just the fact that like, Mental illness has always existed, and, like, one of the dark things about the internet is that it's become a form of entertainment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Where, like, we we follow along with these people that are, like, obviously not doing well, and they can garner 
attention and some sort of satisfaction by giving in completely to whatever it is that is ailing them instead of taking active steps to better their lives. Yeah. 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 So um, he well said. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That's kind of how the that's kind of how that uh, video ends where after she's found out like this, this is all the same dude. Um, it's Todd all the way down. Well, this is, this is, that's it for the podcast, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this very special episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was definitely not the author, but he is probably the person who hacked the account in 08 after it was deleted and might have even been the person to delete it in real life, apparently, because they found him. They did not give his information away, but they did find him. He is a 28-year-old musician from New Zealand. So a lot of a lot of people have claimed to be the author over the years. He's at least two of them. So let's <laughs> talk the fic. Whoa, wait. What was the second one? <laughs> Too late. We're moving on. No, I'm kidding. No, he claimed it in like 2008 around the time of the uh, account hacking. And I think he did it again in 2011, but nobody paid attention. And now people have started talking about My Immortal again, particularly Sarah Z and her video. And so it sounds like he's kind of trying to hop on that bandwagon. So yeah, that's Todd. I see. 28. That's so much lore, honestly. Yeah, it's there's like a, a lot. It's a, it's a dump. Yeah, the like like Haley was saying, the Sarah Zed videos, which I highly recommend, are extremely informative. And even if you've never heard of this fanfic, by the end, you will be sitting there like riveted going, I need to know. Yep. So yeah, that's that's an overview of the lore as as short and sweet as I can possibly make it. And I'm well done. Uh, thank you. I'm really sorry, guys. But now, you know, No, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for taking us on this ride. You're very welcome. I was uh, here so for it. let let's talk the story. Insofar as there's a story, there's a story. I'm sorry, you said a story. Let's talk the string of events. <laughs> uh, so I want to start by saying that I have gotten a lot of unironic enjoyment out of the fanfic over the years. In college, several times, I would gather a crowd of eight to ten people in the common room of my Hogwarts house, as it were, the like sort of <laughs> the common areas of the campus, like just gathering a crowd, like reading a dramatic reading of my immortal off of my laptop. Uh, very fond memories that I have from this truly awful, awful, awful fan fiction. <laughs> Haley, you you first presented this to me with like a similar little summary about reading it with Willow and Emma, right? Yes, um, I think it was Willow who told me about it because she like used to lovingly make fun of me a lot for reading fan fiction. But this one has a character named Willow, so you got to check it out. Yeah, true. Important distinction for the listeners. We're talking about Haley's sister, not the infamous character (laughs) that gets written off unceremoniously. (laughs) Uh, I'm here to announce my new uh, secret sleeper podcast, uh, The Rejected Section, where we read one chapter of My Immortal (laughs) each week until it is over. (laughs) (laughs) And then you start again because it's fucking immortal. That's, that should be the title of the episode. Don't the put that section. out there, Zach. The Discord will request it. No, seriously. What if you did that and you just kept doing it over? Like every time you got to the end, you just started back at the beginning and just kept doing <laughs> no. it until you went insane. No, Brooke, that sounds exactly as pathological as Todd. There's that. There's that podcast that I forget who does it. There's a podcast where they watch Grown Ups two over and over again. Every, every week. day for yeah, every week for a year, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? And they just slowly <laughs> descend into madness because mm-hmm. it's such a like nothing movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, to this what definitely end? felt like that. Haley, 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 excuse you. You just read um, roughly 45 minutes of my immortal lore off of note cards. You don't get to make that <laughs> concerned face at the fact that someone made a decent podcast. <laughs> Okay, here's how I took notes for this episode is I put the text into a Google Doc and then I just started highlighting stuff, okay? <laughs> so I'm just going to start scrolling on through. The first, I highlighted some stuff that we've mentioned already. We've mentioned a lot of things. The way I took notes was I had the fic open in a separate window and I was listening to the internet historian do a dramatic reading of it. <laughs> I did the same thing. Every time he made me laugh, I would pause it and go to that section and copy that and paste it into a notepad. So I I listened uh, along to the internet historian's dramatic reading of this work as well. Is that the video you sent me, Zach? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it, really it's good. It's worth a watch. I too have watched part of it. I would say it's the preferred way to experience. This. Yeah, yeah, it I, was very. I good. couldn't make it far reading it. Like my brain mm-hmm. wouldn't relax enough to just take the <laughs> words in. You know, like when you're reading, you're not reading every word. You're just kind of like, you like look at words and your brain's like, we got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Although I have heard that that is, a, that is not a thing. That's not the way that everybody reads. Sorry. That's like a fan, fantastic, like fun psychology thing. We have been known to be a little elitist about reading here. It's, no, it's just like there's two ways that people process like the concept of reading. Like some people actually take in every single word and then some people like can like visually scan a sentence and like their brain just kind of downloads the information. And Mm -hmm. they, I've read a couple of psychological studies about this where they find that like which way you read determines a lot about the way that you speak and the way that you take in information. But like, it's, it's not even an elitist thing. It's just like, there are two ways that people, my husband, for example, also a very avid reader, but he reads every single word Mm. when he makes sense. But y'all are, y'all are like, in publication so this is almost like icarus flying too close to the sun for you it's like oh, i can't can't i can't look directly at it or i will i will blind i will hurt my eyes like i tried reading it and literally like my my brain just like couldn't get to the point where i i stopped seeing every individual word <laughs> yeah and like when i was looking at every individual word it made even less sense like it wasn't even coming together <laughs> at all i was just like Duh, cuz, fangs, what is fucking black, 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 black? Because, like, English is kind of like a, the, the idea of a codified language where, like, every word is spelled the same every single time you write it is, like, kind of a new concept. Like, if you read old medieval manuscripts, people just wrote shit out like this, like, just phonetically. Like how it sounded, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so, because most people didn't read in their heads most people like read out loud if they were going to read or at least moved their lips so like you were you were following along anyway like this but that's kind of what this is but also like it's uh, not though this is not phonetic this does follow a codified language that existed on the internet in certain communities in the early Mm -hmm. 2000s are you saying Tara was raised by wolves or something? <laughs> <laughs> I I think Tara was born in the storeroom of a hot topic and then crawled out fully formed in a corset. <laughs> I think that Tara, whoever she was, was born into a relatively not devout, but like Christian normie ass household and really resented it and wanted to be a cool, sexy goth and just, like, rebel against everything her family was doing, but, like, had no resources for it. So she was just like, I'm just going to put everything that I think is cool in here. This is what goths do. 
The thing that really hits me about this entire thing is the outfit descriptions, which we've already touched on, but I really want to like okay, drink. I really want to break this down for a second because the outfit descriptions, Haley, could you just do like a brief reading of like, like an, and just an outfit? I know we kind of did at the beginning, but do we, uh, does anyone have one bookmarked? After the fifth or sixth one, the internet historian just fast forwards through them. It's really funny. Okay. No, I've got one from chapter two. I got out of my coffin and took off uh, took of my giant MCR t-shirt, which I used for pajamas. Instead, I put on a black leather dress, a pentagram necklace, combat boots, and black fishnets on. I put on four pairs of earrings in my pierced ears and put my hair in a kind of messy bun. Yeah, so here's the thing. When I was first writing as a child, I was not into goth culture. But this is exactly what my descriptions of characters read like. No, like 100% of the time. Yeah. I was like, the mm-hmm. most important thing that the reader needs to know is exactly what this dress looks like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they don't know, how will they picture my character? Uh, no, be, like... So no clothes on. That's I mean, that is, that is like something that's important to examine about my immortal is that like, <laughs> why is this considered the worst fan fiction ever? Like, obviously that's hyperbole, but I've read a lot of pretty bad fan fiction. And the thing that makes this one stand out is that it's textbook every single thing that could ever make a fan yeah. fiction bad yeah. is in this and literally all <laughs> the awful tropes are here yeah none of like yeah. the fact that it has basically nothing to do with the story that it's in and none of the characters have any resemblance to their actual characters the outfits i think deeper than that it shows a profound like almost disrespect for the source material. It simply does not care (laughs) about the source material. It doesn't value it. It doesn't find any enjoyment in it. It needs to rearrange all of it to make it palatable to the person writing the fan fiction. And that's kind of, I think, the bad taste that it puts in everyone's mouth. The outfit descriptions, especially the fact that every single one, every single person is wearing a band t-shirt, like almost always. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things about it. I love going to those Hogsmeade MCR concerts. Hell yeah. (laughs) The thing that this immediately flashed me back to was my um like very first girlfriend wanted a cradle of filth t-shirt for her birthday. This is my first significant other and I was like very very hellbent on getting this right, right? And I got to hot topic because of course <laughs> and there were three cradle of filth t-shirts and I literally I had never listened to Cradle of Filth in my life. Like, I didn't know metal music at all. And it was me and this Hot Topic employee with, like, her asking me questions about my girlfriend (laughs) and me trying to explain what was going on so that I could select the (laughs) correct one. And in the end, I got the wrong album cover. And, like, she let me know that. Oh, no. No. that's a sad ending to that story. That's a really bummer oh. of an ending. She still wore the t-shirts. He still said it was really cool to have, whatever. Like, she was still excited. I 100% would have just gotten the one I thought looked the coolest. Uh, they all looked yeah. like garbage to me. They all <laughs> oh, no. looked like baby puke with red lettering. Oh, I can Oof. picture it. I, I, my mind went right to what you're talking about. <laughs> but also, like, Hot Topic employees do be that way. Like, they, they will try to help you. <laughs> oh, they'll absolutely try to help you. The person that was talking to me was literally just like, okay, like, you know, like, what albums does she have in the car? Like, what do the covers look like? Does any of this imagery look familiar to you? And I'm looking at, like, <laughs> oh, the Hot Topic, like, wall of band t-shirts, and I was just like, everything's blank. Everything's <laughs> blank. All of them look like barbed wire fences. I don't know. Every time I walked into a Hot Topic as a kid, I was like, am I going to 
buy a t-shirt or are we going to play laser tag? Like, this is such a weird atmosphere. I don't understand it. <laughs> I miss old school Hot Topic. I went in for, and this is another thing that got brought up in this fanfic, hair spray paint. Because mm-hmm. you, mm. you could temporarily change the color of your hair and purple yep. hair spray paint featured prominently in my young adult life. Now I'm old enough that I go pay $300 to get someone to permanently dye my hair purple. And that's the kind of character <laughs> progression I've been on. Hey, that's what they call an arc. Oh, this fan fiction. Has, uh, I'm like looking through my highlighted selections. I highlighted the first time that it that it casually was just like, and then I went and slit my wrists. You know, I was like, "Woo, red alert!" Yeah, but then you quickly get desensitized. <laughs> There's a point where the author's like, "I went to slit my wrist and party with whatever Draco and vampire <laughs> in the common room," and it's like, "Oh wow, those things are not connected." <laughs> well, it's just it's like the most like gothic thing that like that you're a vampire. And so like you slay your wrist and it doesn't even really do anything. There's a point where she does it and then she takes a straw and drinks from her own wrist. <laughs> get it because vampires drink blood is good. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That should be that should that should be the way canonically that should be the way a zomb- uh, vampire turns into a zombie is they drink their own blood. I like that, and also wow. I'm mad that this didn't feature at all in the Twilight Saga. <laughs> um, apparently, Tara, towards the end, was getting into Twilight. You can tell. Uh, so there's, oh, you can yeah, tell. no, there is a, uh, there's a similarly bad Twilight fan fiction out there that people think mm-hmm. she might also have written. I seen it. The three lines um, that my sisters and I still quote at each other to this day are. What the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? Spoken by Dumbledore. That's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> OMFG, no! My scar hurts! Spoken by Vampire. And I have telekinesis. Spoken by Tom Bombadil. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I, I think I I would love to read just about like three short paragraphs that I think encapsulates like why so many people hate this fanfic so much. Go for it. Hit us. I think it is the perfect the perfect passage. Um It's so unfair, I yielded. Why can't I just be <laughs> ugly or plain like all the other girls and preps here except for Bloody Mary because she's not ugly or anything. That's Hermione, by the way. <laughs> Why would you want to be ugly? I don't like the preps anyway. They're such fucking sluts, answered Draco. Yeah, but everyone is in love with me. Like Snape and Look and Lupin took a video of me naked. Hargrid says he's in love with me. Vampire likes me now. Even Snake Tail is in love with me. I just want to be with you. Okay, Draco. Why couldn't Satan have made me less beautiful? I shouted angrily. Uh, don't worry, Enemy isn't a snob or anything, but a lot of people have told her she's pretty. I'm good at too many things. Why can't I just be normal? It's a fucking curse. I shouted, and then I ran away. <laughs> um. Oh, dear. So to me, that's like an early Twilight bleed, quite frankly. Yes. Okay, so you did highlight one thing that I noted consistently throughout this. Um, The dialogue tags are really, really, really hilarious. They read like someone who speaks English as a second language. Who has been told that stylistically you shouldn't use the word said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I also would just like to... Here's my next comment. They make a lot of fun of Hillary Duff. (laughs) 
in this. Um, first of all, the book I'm reading right now was written by Hillary Duff, or at least conceptualized by Hillary Duff. <laughs> and also, when I was like 12 or 13 years old, my dad for my birthday bought me Hillary Duff tickets, like concert tickets. And it was like right when I was like just a little too edgy for that dad. But he got them for me and he was really proud. So I took my friend Lainey, who is even more gothic than me. I'm not even like, <laughs> like she really was. And Hilary Duff at her concert was wearing the same, the same fishnet gloves that Lainey was wearing. And Lainey was like, fuck this. And like threw them down <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and like stomped away. <laughs> Guys, being a teenager is awful. <laughs> it really is. Like Zach read that whole thing. And like, that's, that's the kind of line where you could very well hear that and think like, okay, this is someone being ridiculous on purpose. Uh-huh. But then you remember what being 13 was like, especially if you had the experience of being a 13-year-old girl. And it's not, it's it's not unbelievable. Especially being a 13-year-old girl, like during this phase in the culture, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Because like, I dabbled on the edges of this Mm-hmm. Uh, like entire aesthetic. Like oh, I never I was, went. I was deep bowling. in the paint. Wait. Okay. Okay. Nerd hold on. Anyway. Hold on. Did you do the just back of the head spiky? You know what I mean. Like the halo spike. <laughs> the Sasuke hair. That would look good on you, Zach. What me? No. no the no, halo no, no, spike. No. no, I I was deep in the paint of nerddom, not not like, oh. like gothicism. No, I'm I'm talking like I was like on the like the edge, uh-huh. the 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 raw corners of like the like. <laughs> The, the mall goth aesthetic and, like, general thing. Like, I went to a lot of punk rock shows. Um, I, I did a lot of mosh pits in my day. Um, and, you know, I, like, I went to Warp Tour. <laughs> and that is so cool. I definitely was, like, a post-hardcore brat. But I just never really, like, adopted the aesthetic myself. I was always just kind of, like, a t-shirt and jeans guy. <laughs> I, I was... I, I was always meant to be a t-shirt and jeans kind of person but i did have a little bit of an emo phase in like middle school high school and like my friends were all cooler and better at it and had parents that actually would buy them clothes from hot topic it it wasn't that like my parents were like absolutely not no never it was just like expensive and also they didn't like going to the mall like that was the whole thing valid I blame Hot Topic and this general time period for two things. Adult Twilight fans. Mm. Like, the, mm. the the people that were, like, adults at the time that Twilight came out and were, like, getting full back tattoos of Edward's eyes. Like, was it because Hot Topic went super hard in on Twilight stuff when it first came out? Like, 100%. And the other thing I blame it for is adult women who are way too into the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. There are a few things in this world that I consider to be, like, true warning flag tattoos outside (laughs) of your, like, basic, like, Confederate flag bullshit, right? And, like, a full sleeve of Nightmare Before Christmas tells me exactly who you have been, who you are now, and where you are going. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's not even the first time you've brought this up on this show. (laughs) It might not be. It's a a deeply held belief of mine. (laughs) It is, P.S., one of uh, N.O.B.'s favorite movies, uh, right up there with The Corpse Bride. Of course. Like, of course. And I think that's part of the other thing where it's, like, the, the, like, line that this straddles between, like, is it parody or is it real is that 
every last bit of this is stuff that like you're like of course it's there like it makes sense that it's there it makes sense that our favorite movie is the corpse bride that was a hundred percent that was like right for the time period for the aesthetic for the way that this all worked the my chemical romance t-shirts even the fact that you would go and specifically get a really big one to sleep in it was a hundred percent a thing like all of this stuff is so like perfectly fitted together with like the actual like way that it was that it either has to be a masterful troll drink or mm-hmm. it has to be just like someone who was honestly doing this. And I, I fall back every time on someone who was honestly doing yeah. this because yeah. I knew these people that w- would have done this. This is someone who was either briefly into this for a few years and did it in earnest or an elaborate troll that has spent literally every day of the past decade fooling everyone into thinking that my immortal is real. And like, I don't think it's worth that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would be different if there was any money involved, if there was any actual fame involved, if there was any way to spin it, I think someone would have spun it by now because like, if you can do this, then there's a writing job on television for you somewhere. But I don't think that's what happened. Like I do think that this is genuine and I just think it was a very short lived like Zach said, period in someone's life. Yeah. I want to talk briefly about the way that sex is described in this. Please <laughs> I have do. A message somewhere in his notes. I have a selection highlighted. Please read it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then he put his thingy into my you know what, and we did it for the first time. I, and I think that's her losing her virginity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right before what the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, and it's two lines in front of it. But um, that part to me, it makes it feel more authentic. I think that it was someone who was simply too young to be writing about sex, but still was like glorifying sex in this way. I want to say that the little bonus is she forgot the second F. So it sounds almost almost like biblical. It's like he took of my clothes and I took of my bra. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, since we were watching the same rendition of this, did you happen to highlight there's a part in the Internet Historian video of this where it's like maybe the third time they have sex when they're in Draco's car. And it's like they're talking about his tool. And the Internet historian does probably one of the funniest things that he does in this entire video, which is he like has like a drill going into a toolbox <laughs> and it just starts vibrating aggressively as the drill turns on. And like <laughs> I feel like I, I tacitly remember this. I was listening to it while I was working, so I don't oh, think same, I caught same. all the visuals. And, like, the the imagery that the text is using is something around, like, tools and then, like, spinning around. I love the way he takes the T-posed character and then, like, photoshops all the clothing onto her. And that becomes, like, the Terra that he, or the Raven that he uses, or the Ebony that he uses for the rest of the chapter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So funny. That was a particularly strong, like, sex image to me that sounded like someone who had been told by back to Haley's point, incredibly conservative Christian parent, what Mm. sex is so that that base is covered and you can tell them never to do it. You Uh, know what I mean? Where it's like, he's going to take his tool and you have a toolbox. Listen, dicks, they spin at 60 RPMs and they will (laughs) tear you up. Don't do it. But you know what I mean? Like the language of like his thing in my you know what is like exactly like an awkward like Christian mom trying to explain just enough about sex so that you know what it is enough to not do it. He put his hoo-ha in my hee-hee. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the sex talk seemed very immature to me. Wait, one more note. My grandma, the entire time we were growing up, referred to them as woozies and doozies. Which was the woozy and which was the <laughs> oh, doozy? Oh, you know which one was the woozy and which one was the doozy. Think about woozy, it for a second. Woo for woman. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> and doozy for dick. Woo! For dick. I can't emphasize this enough. Teach children what body parts are called. Yes. It's so important. BDE, big doozy energy. That's going to be a t-shirt. We need to make that a t-shirt. Another thing I noted throughout was the very funny, like, disses that get thrown around. Oh, they're all so good. Right in front of me, I have highlighted, you ludicrous fools and you mediocre dunces. Oh, I love you mediocre dunces. (laughs) Dunderhead? Dunderhead comes up a Dunderhead. lot. I'm surprised there wasn't some like religion born out of like, let's decipher this fanfic and find out what the secret <laughs> message is being told here. Is that not what we're doing right now? What I if mean... Tara was a prophet and this is the latest iteration of the Bible? Oh, God. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Um, we started Frenching passively. There's, <laughs> I think it means passionately. <laughs> I like the passively. <laughs> of the two of, of this and the other author whose works are discussed on this podcast, this author is still <laughs> the least hateable one, is the less hateable one. <laughs> An interesting and earnest backstory. <laughs> I also like this one we started to make out keenly. I just, I feel like more makeouts should be super keen. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, super keen. I was keen <laughs> on that makeout, okay? Also, I just like, on an intimate level, connect to the idea of just having sex passion- or passively on occasion. Just like, hey, look, like, we're going to make out. It's going to be real passive. <laughs> We've all been there. We're both on our phones. And then we'll do it doggy style so we can both watch X-Files. Do it there. We've both realized that it's been too long and we're gonna do this, but like we're aware that this is putting in some maintenance. This is an oil change in the relationship. (laughs) He had a sexy English accent. He looked exactly like Joel Madden. He was so sexy that my body went all hot when I saw him, kind of like an erection, only I'm a girl, so I didn't get one, you sicko. Oh my god, I highlighted that because I think it was her first, like, glaringly homophobic statement. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, red alert. Can we discuss the dialogue tags and the following exchange? I'm so sorry, he said in a shy voice. <laughs> That's all right. What's your name? I questioned. My name's Harry Potter Drink, although most people call me vampire these days, he grumbled. Why? I exclaimed. Because I love the taste of human blood, he giggled. Well, I'm a vampire, I confessed. Really? He whimpered. Yeah! I roared. (laughs) Whimpered whimpered and roared. Those are both such strong words that seem just like wildly inappropriate for the situation. Both equally in different directions. Can we talk about the fact that Harry's pentagram isn't a real pentagram? He at one point uh, admits to having just makeuped over it and then the scar comes... (laughs) shining back through he got yep. the he got it changed by by who, who changed the scar for him he, whatever somebody, ron's is it uh, Ron? analogous character is yeah it's it was not like, it's it's something it's a real like left field word i forget yeah. what it is i lol'd I, i'm just reading through my highlights as a reminder um <laughs> when it came time to describe lord voldemort he didn't have a nose parentheses basically like, <laughs> like voldemort, voldemort in the, the movie, movie. And parentheses, <laughs> and he was wearing all black, but it was obvious he wasn't gothic. Not the book, because books are lame, and I didn't read them. It was dot, 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 
Voldemort. It'd be like if if I was describing like if I was doing my my um, mythology retelling, which is so popular these days. Everybody's got to have a, a myth retelling. And I did Hercules and I was like, he had a, a swirly like leather skirt thing and a tank top, you know, like the Disney version of Hercules. It was Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, parallel analogy example. <laughs> good job. These drinks are strong. There's also a point where she she frequently uses shot or shooted as a yeah. as a dialogue yes. tag. Yes, I love that. It's adorable. Uh, also, people just keep shooting each other, and this blade <laughs> shows up at one point. Also, there are a lot of guns. <laughs> it gets very confusing. I have I have highlighted right here. This was a um a very dramatic and extremely good moment from the Internet Historian version. Uh, Abracadabra! He yelled at Snape and Lupin pointing his womb. I took my gun and shot Snape and Lupin a gazillion times, and they both started screaming, and the camera broke. Suddenly, Dumbledore ran in. Ebony! It has been revealed that someone has... No! He shouted, looking at Snape and Lupin, and then he waved his wand, and suddenly... And that's when Hagrid shows up. Hagrid's like, I'm a student! <laughs> anyway... The, the like, the, the shoot, being shot a gazillion times on their wands while they try to take pervy pictures of Ebony is just like, I oh, know. While, while Lupin is outside the window <laughs> masticating, you mean? Yeah, masticating. masticating. I, I forgot that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she addresses it because she, like, clearly got some feedback or comments. And the next time she says masturbating authors, like, and her author's notice, like, yeah, see, yeah, I yeah. spelled it right this time. She didn't spell it right, though. Every time she, like, <laughs> She, like, gets snarky with the reader about a spelling error she made. She misspelled the word again. Like, it's, it's almost never actually corrected. Some people just, like, really don't give a shit about spelling whatsoever. And, like, you have to just... <laughs> we have to acknowledge that they exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and they are so indignant about the fact that they, they're like, why would you care that I'm spelling this word wrong five different ways? Like, <laughs> fuck you and your elitist need to spell things right. Haley, this is a thing I, I need your expertise on. <laughs> um, she keeps referencing in her author's notes for people to stop, quote, flaming. Yeah, I had to her. Google it. Yeah, um, I had to Google what, this. What are we talking about? This there? is a this is a fanfiction.net like OG terminology. Yeah, here. so like fanfic.net, like back in the day, kind of had its own. Fan fiction still kind of has its own set of terms, but back in the aughts, it was flaming was just like mean reviews. There were just like yeah, like mean. porn yeah. was lemons. Um, it, it was all shit like that. Like angry. It was actually like it was, it was more than just like like criticism it was like you're angry i'm angry that i had to read that i sat there and read this whole thing yeah it, there were there were people who like made entire like hobbies out of just going around and sending flames to people uh. okay well and you read this as it was coming out like is that an is that accurate like were people engaging with us heavily yes like, okay yes I remember the OG posting of this. I, I didn't follow it like as it was coming out, but I definitely remember going to the OG link on fanfiction.net to read it. Yep, yep. I definitely read this on fanfic.net. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like, what what kind of crowd reaction was this getting? Can you just like walk us through that? Uh, just similarly poorly spelled. Um, some people were kind of like 
selling her in in good faith, basically being like, hey, this isn't really how Harry Potter works, drink. <laughs> Goddamn. And then some people, some flamers were really like, there was one dude who had like a form flame that he used for everybody. Uh, that was just like, I, your, your parents must be inbred clowns. Um, it, it, shit like that. It was stupid. It was stupid then and it's stupid now. Um, but it was a whole cultural thing on fanfiction.net in, in, in the bad old days. When you say flamers, I think of an avatar when he says flamio hot man. Flamio hot man, that's right. <laughs> I think that might honestly be part of the reason that we stopped using that term because like it, it it's too easy. So she also notes that she will continue writing if she gets a certain number of reviews. So <laughs> hold them hostage. Mm-hmm. Hold themselves hostage. Yeah, I will only release the next chapter if I get fifteen <laughs> good revals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a Game of Thrones situation where in order to get more of the story you have to vow yourself to like fight to the death in the rink against the flamers for this Whoa. for the honor of this fanfic. I want to cut together excerpts of this that fit into haikus. Haikus of my immortal copyright Zachary oh Artist. It's my, my idea, it's mine. It's a really good idea. You need to establish <laughs> a, a Twitter account now before this episode comes out. <laughs> get it quickly. <laughs> But yeah, like, that's part of the tragedy of uh, this fanfic being taken down, because, like, in... No one's quite sure if it was taken down by the mods or if it was by a hacker, but in 2008, there was this thing called, I think, Critics United, where it was just, like, a bunch of a bunch of conservative Christians that would go around reporting any story that they didn't like for any reason. This has gay stuff. This kind of talked about sex. This character was wearing a revealing outfit and report wow, this, them to the mods. This checks all the boxes. Yeah. I mean, you joke, but also like, it no, that was literally Satan. Like, like almost every chapter talks about how much all the characters love Satan. So if a Christian person was... They would be rightly perturbed. Yeah, no, it could very well have been something like that. Um, but like, that's why people don't really use fanfiction.net anymore, because hmm. that happened. And then all of the porn got kicked off. Tale as old of t- oh. as time, song as old of r- as rhyme. <laughs> so, uh... The dying ashes of both Tumblr and uh, OnlyFans would like to speak to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans was saved, Only as far fans as I know. Back- backpedaled, but no one's yeah. gonna fucking trust them as a platform now. They're all gonna. There's 15 other platforms that popped up like in the past week that everyone's fleeing to right now. OnlyFans is dead. Anyway, I'm I'm mad. Not because I'm a not because I watch a lot of porn, but because I care about sex workers. That's oh, all. see, I was actually assuming because your OnlyFans was getting shut down. That's and... right. My feet pics are not getting any more traction. It's terrible. I was mad about the porn getting taken down. <laughs> Amateur porn is better than produced porn every single day. No, you're right. No, Agreed. there's that's the thing. There's there's some really good fan fiction out there. A lot of it is erotic, and it's better than... I can't read, like, published erotic fiction because I know how much better stuff is out there for free. I want my porn to be produced and profited off of by the person that's doing the fucking. Exactly. (laughs) That that person doing the fucking, (laughs) they should be the one controlling their content. Oh, I just wanted to talk about the music choices in this. I just, like, just a little bit. So they talk about Good Charlotte a lot. They mentioned Simple Plan. I'm I'm addicted to you. And Evanescence, obviously. Cried, I'd wipe away all of your tears. 
But My Chemical Romance, I think, is like the 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 one. And then the song they mentioned by far the most is Helena by My Chemical Romance. I think they mentioned it a good like 10 times. And here, this is just from me. I personally fucking love that song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. (laughs) It's so good and sexy. And in fact, I've been known to say that if I had a daughter, I'd name her Helena. And like, was it partially because the song made it sound cute? Maybe. (laughs) Also, the music video was pretty, pretty good. Yes. I I did see it pointed out a couple of times that um, like, I don't, I'm not really that into like music genres like i don't know a lot about music but tara ebony Annaby goes on and on and on about like how much of a goth she is but like goth is a genre of music and almost none of the bands that she's referencing are technically goth they're mostly punk rock or emo so that's that's a thing so what Haley just did there is she did a little bit of gatekeeping for the music choices <laughs> in My Immortal. <laughs> um, I know, hey, listen, we... it's no cats, but I mean, come I, on. I... <laughs> <laughs> this is just something that I read. Again, I know nothing about that stuff, but it's just another layer of this being incorrect. So you did um, correct yourself just there, and I do think we need to talk about this. Is this character's name actually Ebony or is it Enneby? I think it's Enneby. I think it's Enneby I think, as I, much I think as it is if you, if you ran like a a word search for like Ebony versus Enneby, I think Enneby would outnumber it. On the official My Immortal wiki, it's used interchangeably. God, is is this like a Berenstain Bears situation where like <gasps> the, our universes are split between no. Ebony and Enneby? No, because I oh think that like, the, no, 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 because the Berenstain, Berenstain thing is like a memory situation, whereas with this, like, you can see the disparity between chapters. What if the writer has been traveling between these two dimensions and is getting confused and that's why <laughs> she's just a walking thin spot between dimensions yeah she's she's constantly <laughs> shifting between the planes oh god that's my new headcanon <laughs> that's where she is that's why we can't find her she's that's in right. the other reality she's in the anime universe <laughs> in, in the other universe grammar the perfect grammar sounds like a cringy, horrible teen that doesn't know a thing about how to write like proper sentences. And it's Baron, and over there it's Baron yeah. Steen Bears, and Nelson Mandela's alive or and- dead. Where are which which reality are we in? <laughs> we're in the worst one. We're in the worst we're reality. In the, we're in the okay. darkest we're timeline. Nineteen I- months into a pandemic. Afghanistan just imploded as a country. I made you all uh, paper goatees to put on. We're all in the evilest, darkest timeline. <laughs> we have like rampant inflation. For some reason, it's not fixing anything. Our world is Brooks. The patrons pay for these and episodes. We ha- they have to be fun. Literally, the whole world is on fire. Okay, let's move on. We're back in Hogwarts with the Gothic people. Our patrons know the world is chaos. I just came across a, a particular dialogue tag that I highlighted: gadgeted. He gadgeted uncomfortably. <laughs> um, so that's a fun what? one. What was that <laughs> supposed to be? Okay, I would like to pose a question to the panel. I actually think that that was a moment where one of the characters turned into one of the cars from Car. 
<laughs> and because it was a car from the Cars universe, they had to be gadgeted back into reality. You know, sometimes you fiddle with the radio, you're gadgeting it. Wait, did this character turn into the DeLorean? Because that did turn up at one point. <laughs> that tur- that literally turned up. It's either that or Toe Mater, so. <laughs> I wanted to say briefly that when I was a young a tweenage boy, I wanted to be a, a writer. And there were several. Didn't we all? There were several manuscripts I, I wrote. And I was, I was of the opinion that, hey, look. Christopher Polini did it with Aragon, so I can be a kid writer too. So I'm going to start writing a book. And I can see the like inexperience of, well, what's going to make my writing interesting? Well, whatever I'm interested in, write the fuck now, obviously. So I'm just going to take everything that I'm interested in on this particular day and jam it into this chapter. And it's not going to have anything mm-hmm. to do with anything else. But it's interesting to me, so it must be interesting to the people that are going to read it. And I see that all over the place with how things just come and go and interests like pass and fade. And I almost like you almost Mm -hmm. get a sense for who this teenage girl is as she's writing this book, as she's writing this fan fiction. It's a journey. No, you're right. In all fairness, Moby Dick is also exactly like that. Um, And also, (laughs) side note, um, if you're someone who at any point, particularly in your old age, starts thinking about like, maybe I'm going to write a children's book. Um. There's more to it than watching a nature documentary about an interesting animal and just uh, coming up with a story where it lives in your hometown for no reason. Uh, that's just that's just a thing that I feel like everyone should be aware of. Does it change your opinion if I can find an alliterative title? No. Nope. What if it's Toby the turtle or nope. Doreen the dolphin? No one wants mm. to read my story about like Lucy the elephant blogger. No. Oh my god. And no one wants to edit it either. <laughs> it would actually be Eleanor the Elephant Blogger. Those are the rules of children's book with animals. I can't explain it. That's true. <laughs> it's oh, a thing. That's very true. It's Triumph Elephant, that book. Oh my god. <laughs> Way to bring a full circle. Um, before we talk about, I don't know why I was thinking like about this question, but does this text and perhaps even the lore around it pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> no. At some point, Tara and Raven have to talk about what they're wearing, right? I think I think it does pass. In yeah. what? And when? Like that's what I was saying is at some point Raven and Tara have to talk about what they're Raven, Raven and Tara are like part of the canon. Uh, well Raven and, and and Ebony, even, if you will, they have to talk about like what they're wearing at some point. They don't, though. They, the only interactions that the that Ebony has with another ostensibly female character is Bloody Mary. And I don't know that they talk about anything other than... Uh, okay, this is a technicality thing. They do talk about how hot they are to each other. That's true. <laughs> do we consider that passing the Bechdel test as, <laughs> God, as it a- is technically not about men or is it not passing the Bechdel test because it is clearly done within the context of the male gaze? God, that's the most depressing feminist question I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> You're right about that. I just feel like the Raven and like the author back and forth is also part of the canon of this narrative. And to me, like that is what I think passes the Bechdel test because they're talking about like craft and art and the sweater. They they argue about the the sweater sweater and like friendship. Like men don't come up except for that. They're like in this story that they're writing together. But like men, they pop up everywhere. You know, they have to be in the story. So to me, that's how this passes the Bechdel (laughs) test. The feud over the sweater. (laughs) 
a, a good call to Tara just not really being a Harry Potter fan at all. Are these like some of the things I see as choices that she went, you know what? Fuck it. I want them all to be from Slytherin because Slytherin is the only cool one or whatever. But like snakes, well, you see like little things that have to just be like, I watched this movie absentmindedly once and I don't actually know. <laughs> like Mr. Norris and F- Fletch or whatever is Fletch is the name of the cat. And Mr. Norris is the name of the like janitor, the, the janitor that goes through the halls at night. I, I believe they the call cat filth? is filth. filth. Yes. It is filth. You're filth. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like better. <laughs> Mr. Norris and filth is the correct choice. Yeah. Agreed. How about the drug use in this? They, I highlighted this one sentence. We did pot, coke, and crack with no Oxford comma. Everything that my mom said would make me go to hell. I'm just going to put it in here. And then I, I masticated and my hands got hairy. Oh, no. And I went blind. <laughs> the next thing I highlighted was we had you know what to a Linkin Park song. <laughs> oh yeah, there are a couple of times where like she's mad at Draco and then he just like drops to her knee it drops to his knees and starts singing Good Charlotte <laughs> at her until she forgives him. Here's the thing. If that had happened to me while I was in middle school in the middle of the hallway in between classes, I would be like, Yep, this is perfect. Like life is peaked. <laughs> I feel like I've been like slowly like laughing to the point of weeping at like this whole episode. Like I feel like I've just been like giggling so steadily. Are, are you guys aware of the um again weird but not technically a sin meme where like someone will just talk about some like something very weird that they did that's not like morally wrong but like definitely strange and then someone will respond like as a priest that is this is being confessed to being like that's that's weird but once again that that is not a sin that was how i felt watching <laughs> uh the sarah's videos about this just for two hours straight alone like what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is happening <laughs> so yeah thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> there's this part here where uh snake who is referred to or snoop yeah, or snap or snap <laughs> Snake and, and Lupin were in the middle of the empty hall doing it, and Dobby was watching. <laughs> Once again, this should have been a threesome. That, she, that scene, uh, that scene got me to a half mess. I'm not gonna lie; it was just it was described so sexily that I just I couldn't help but like become aroused. Why are Snape and Lupin always hanging out in this? It's like their best. I know. <laughs> Here's the next thing I highlighted. If you're a homophone, then f- then fuck off. <laughs> okay. All homophones get out. No more. I don't, I don't, what is a homophone? <laughs> it's two words that sound like each other. Like so fucking and so fucking. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. So, so fucking fuck off. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that one. <laughs> Um, At I some guess point, it's probably we time to cut ourselves off. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, it's, it's time to wrap it on up. Mean, we're not gonna, I was you just were not going to keep going for five more hours. I have more notes. <laughs> this could be a separate level of b- Patreon content where we just go through line by line, and we would have no. two years worth of content. There's so there's so many layers here. No, do not give the Discord ideas, Brooke. Don't give them ideas. They'll ask us to do it. <laughs> what I did in college was I would read this. I would read this fic until I would have to go, okay, stop. And then I would rant about some particular thing. And then I would go back to reading. And then I would say stop. And I would rant. 
And by like two hours in, I would be in like chapter five or something. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. But before we go, I want everyone to read like one line that they like. <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah. I don't have the text in front of. Hang on, I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm scanning through my my favorites. I will say I I enjoyed in general. There was a point where she was describing a dress with red lace all over it, <laughs> and yeah. the problem was is I read that and I was like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like immediately, I was like, I I know that goth dress. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I would give like the award to in this is like costume description, like really excellent. Like I could envision all of them very well. Thank you for that part. Vivid. I'm shocked that no one has done like a a drunk history style, like live action sort of retelling of this. Oh my God. I have a, I have a passage to read for my, uh, go ahead. This passage comes from, you're going to give us our chapter and verse. Oh, I, I did not take that, that detailed of notes. Um, Crookshanks. I shouted at him. Voldemort fell of his broom and started to scream. <laughs> I felt bad for him, even though I'm a sadist. So I stopped. <laughs> Well done, Snap. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, da, 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 da. I grabbed a stake and almost stuck it into my heart to commit suicide. I was so fucking depressed. I got out of the <laughs> bathtub and put on a low-cut black dress with lace all over it. Sandly, I put on black high heels with pink metal stuff on the ends and six pairs of skull earrings. I couldn't fucking believe it. Then I looked out the window and screamed. Snap was spying on me and he was taking a videotape of me and Lupin was masticating to it. They were sitting <laughs> on their broomsticks. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh. I, I feel inspired. Okay. I'm gonna go write. I'm gonna go work on my manuscript. Wait, I have to compose myself so I can read mine. <laughs> Don't laugh or you lose. Don't, if Christina laughs, we all drink. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of pressure. Okay. Oh my fucking god, where's Draco? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, one, one, one. How did Snap get back here? Exclamation points, etc. I to hot he was in <laughs> he was in Azerbaijan. <laughs> I thought he was in Azerbaijan. My, I asked no, no, no. sadly. <laughs> I know what that's in reference to. Christina. Christina, okay. focus. Yes. What was the last thing I said in our last chapter of Prisoner of Azkaban? I just want to say that I've been waiting this whole book to try to see if there's a way I could naturally make a Prisoner of Azerbaijan reference, and it never came up, so I'm just going to leave it here. We got there. We got that there. That is meant to be Azkaban, I guarantee it. That's so funny. <laughs> That is spell correct being like Azerbaijan? I don't fucking know. I I I understood you, Tara. <laughs> so so do we still think we're we're still of the opinion that this is a completely earnest effort? Yes. I think okay. it was. That it's the craziest part of this whole thing is I think it was earnest. It's gotta be. I think it began earnest and at some point late into per the make the making of it, maybe it became a little more self-aware. But for the most part, I think it was earnest, yeah. It began in earnest. Mm -hmm. I still don't know. I still simply do not know. This person is clearly not a Harry Potter fan, but uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Haley, thank you so much for taking us on this journey. Yeah, this thank you for ride. coming with me. Um, I'm glad that we all got to share this bonding experience. <laughs> I'd say I'm sorry, but you guys tricked me. Into- Zach, I'm sorry, but like you'd already read it. You guys <laughs> no. tricked me into watching Cats, so this is just vengeance. We're square. <laughs> yeah, we're square, we're square now. We're square yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> I'm going to go read uh, My Immortal again for fun, even though I'm done recording now. Are you okay? <laughs> it was great fun. Really quick, I want to plug another terrible fanfic you can find a very famous video of on YouTube called Half-Life Full Life Consequences, worth a watch. Oh, you just unlocked a very deep memory. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good Half-Life fanfic from someone who is not only a child, but clearly not a native English speaker. It's it's rough, but very funny. Indeed. Linked in the show notes. (laughs) Along with sources on the lore. There you go. Yeah, there will be a lot of links in the show notes for this one. Haley, thank you so much for leading us. Brooke, thank you for being here. As always, this is your burden. <laughs> Zach, you're a special guest. Thank you for what I assume was a pleasure to you. I don't know. I, I had a great time. And that's my mortal. Yep. Uh, bye. 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 Preps. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. Theme music by Ryan Kahn. Remixed by Zenit Music Studio. Logo by Michael Hardison. Be sure to like our Facebook page, The Restricted Section Podcast. Join our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod and on Twitter at Restricted Pod. If you want to join our Discord server, shoot a message to one of our socials and I'll get you connected. You can also email us at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com with thoughts, feelings, complaints, or even lavish praise. Until next time, potheads. Okay, so before we go, I just want to read a listener email um, that we've received since we released this episode on our bonus feed. Um, This is from our boy, Mots. Y'all know Mots. He writes us a lot. Um, (laughs) The subject line of this email is... What the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? Dumbledore asked calmly. (laughs) Mott says, hello there. After re-listening to y'all's bonus episode on the absolute... First of all, I'm honored. I don't know if Mott's picked up y'all's... All y'all's from us, because we're in the South here. But Mott's, if you did, or if you didn't, it's adorable. Keep y'allin'. All y'all, y'all. Uh, Mott says, hello there. After re-listening to y'all's bonus episode on the absolute magnum opus of literature that is my immortal, I have a theory. (laughs) Sounds of people gasping in shock. Tara Gillespie is actually Tara Reid, renowned actress from critically acclaimed movies such as the Sharknado franchise. That's my thesis statement. My theory is that Tara Reid loved writing fanfiction when she was younger, usually under the pseudonym Tara Gillespie. And after many failed attempts, she finally had something worthy of being remembered for. After finishing it, she turned the story she wrote into a horcrux by placing a fragment of her soul, a memory of Tara Gillespie, inside of it to preserve the story as well as her secret identity. It will now be remembered until the end of time. Kind of adds another layer to the title, doesn't it? And that is who wrote this masterpiece of a fan fiction, and that's how it's been able to live in our brains for so long. Anyway, I hope you all have a lovely day. Love you all. I have the honor to be your obedient servant, M. Fur. P.S. I'm sorry you had to read this piece of utter nonsense. Hopefully it didn't break your brain. P.P.S. 
Do you think that about 80 years from now, they will release a My Immortal 100-year anniversary leather-bound edition? Because if so, I'm totally buying it. And that is why we are so grateful for our patrons, because when they release the My Immortal 100-year anniversary leather-bound edition, the restricted section of state, because I'll be dead, <laughs> will have very clear instructions from me and my will to purchase that 100-year anniversary leather-bound edition and put it on my tombstone. It's what Raven... Oh, fuck. What's her name? Raven... No. No, Raven's the friend. It's what Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way would have wanted. It's very gothic. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.